So, in this week's lesson, we are talking about disasters. We're talking natural disasters and also man-made disasters because the world's gone a bit loopy with uh, with the weather lately. Um, I mean, Moscow seems to be as cold as it ever is at this time of the year, but I mean, the UK got snow the other day and temperatures keep rising all around the world and um, so do the sea levels. But it's not just uh, these natural catastrophes. It's, uh, it's these man-made ones that we're going to be looking at this week. Um, in the listening task, we are looking at... Where was it? Can't let me find it. Ah, yes, we're reporting on the volcanic eruption in Indonesia. And in the reading task, we are looking at the 25th... Oh, bloody hell, no, the 35th anniversary of Chernobyl. Can you imagine the year I was born um, 35 years ago? And uh, in the reading, we're looking at the at the devastating impact that it that it took on now what is modern day Ukraine. So anyway, let's crack on. So one of the things I really like about um, writing these projects is doing the research. Um, actually, the research part of writing the materials is probably my favourite bit because it requires very little work um, and and the lazy side of me uh, thoroughly enjoys it. But um, actually, it's, it's a good excuse for me to read up on shit that's happening in the world at the moment, um, anniversaries of things that have happened, and, uh, and and to kind of get my my dose of uh, reality, really, um, to to drag me out of the four walls that we live in and uh, and look at what's happening elsewhere in the world. And we chose a topic this week that is a bit common, to be honest with you, in textbooks from day one. Uh, right up until proficiency level, um, disasters always features, and it can be, get a bit boring. In fact, I wrote a post the other day on my ELT lesson planner Instagram page that <laughs> that people were a bit bored of them, um, and here I am this week writing uh, a, a lesson plan about disasters, um, and and it's funny how that's happened. Um, and they're often they're often written in a way that's a bit bland, but um, you know this week, which we are in the second week of December, um, only a few days ago there was a, a huge eruption on uh, the Ring of Fire in Indonesia and um, a huge volcanic explosion that uh, covered absolutely covered villages and towns in uh, in ash. And, uh, and and this was one of the um, the things that cropped up when I was doing a bit of research. Now, normally when we're looking for great videos, um, we're looking for videos that are around four minutes long so that they're not boring, um, like, like too long and boring, but that they keep the, uh, the, the students' attention for long enough that they... You make use of some good language and uh, and also we like to kind of 
shoehorn in an opportunity to raise awareness to some other Englishes. Um, and as you may or may not know, um, many people in India use English. Um, it, it might not be their first language, but it's uh, it's certainly a language that is uh, that is widely used. And uh, and in this video, there's a BBC reporter who is um, I'm going to assume. Um, and I know that's a wrong thing to do to assume by uh, she's reporting for BBC Indonesia. I'm going to assume that she is Indonesian, um, and uh, and she has a slightly different English. And I think it's a really good opportunity to uh, to expose our students to um, great, authentic material that demonstrates uh, someone who speaks English very nicely um, and isn't a native speaker which is something, you know, that Alex and I often talk about. You don't need to be a native speaker, nor do you have to sound like one to be successful. Um, and here's a, here's a great reporter um, working with the BBC and is uh, reporting the breaking news about the, the volcanic explosion in Indonesia and how they fear that many people are trapped in their homes and, uh, and, and unfortunately covered in, in debris. Um, so, so that's the listening task that we covered uh, in in this week's lesson plan, um, and some some nice chunks of language that are going in there. Um, for example, susceptible to something, um, pitch darkness, uh, debris, uh, which is uh, always a nice one, um, irreparable, uh, panic stricken, prone to something. Um, now, as I mentioned at the start many uh, disaster related topics in ESL books probably aren't going to cover this kind of language so although it's a, a rather banal topic um, we've come at it at a slightly different angle and hope to use it as an opportunity to teach them breaking news English cover a, a world event that's uh, that's happening at right now and uh, and to uh, raise awareness to some of the language that's being used around uh, natural disasters and uh, the weather and without actually teaching you know avalanche when not teaching earthquake because you know these are lower level uh, ones and this is a c1 <clears throat> this is a c1 uh, lesson plan that we're doing here um later on we are looking at uh, the 35th anniversary of the chernobyl disaster um and uh, like all of our readings now this is something that i got my teeth into and uh, wrote to myself uh, if you don't know i have a degree in journalism and so far i haven't really put it to great use um but uh, writing our own materials is affording me the opportunity to uh, start putting pen to paper and uh, and and writing our own material and it's a good opportunity to recycle language from the listening task um also to recycle language that our students who are in our speaking club giving them the opportunity to um to recycle some of the language that we have used before in previous classes in previous contexts which some of that stuff will come up today for example the word botched uh, botched appeared in uh, our class about beauty standards um and uh, also a breaking news story of a new law that's uh, been introduced in the UK that's uh, not allowing um clinics beauty clinics to advertise to under 18s 
Um, and anyway, the word botched was used then, and um, two weeks later, uh, here, it, here it is appearing in a, in a very different context. Um, so it enables me to shoehorn in some uh, some repeated language in different contexts, and that's the kind of thing that we, we like to do with our material, is when teaching language, we want to give you guys the uh, the language that's being used it's common but can be uh, used in in various uh, in various contexts so uh, in the in the next part in part two I'm going to uh, read the the article um, and uh, and use it <laughs> as an audio option to for our students 35 years after the catastrophe at Chernobyl, we look back at what happened on that fateful day in 1986. This year, 2021, marks the 35th anniversary of the Chernobyl accident, one of the most serious nuclear disasters in history. The incident took place in 1986 when the fourth nuclear reactor at the plant burst into flames during a botched safety test. The explosion that followed shattered the building releasing radioactive debris into the atmosphere, forcing the population of the former USSR town of Pripyat to flee their homes with only a few possessions. Little did they know they would never return. Despite the widespread radiation carried on the wind, at first officials said very little publicly about what had happened. However, on April 28, 1986, Swedish monitoring stations reported abnormally high levels of radioactivity and pressed for an explanation. The Soviet government were accused of initial cover-up, but later admitted the accident at Chernobyl. To this day, those affected still condemn the slow emergency response from the Union as too little too late for the 31 workers and firemen who lost their lives. In the years that followed, much of Europe would discover that millions of acres of farmland and forests as far as Britain remained contaminated. Livestock were born deformed and thousands of people succumbed to radiation-induced illnesses such as cancer. In the aftermath of the disaster, a 30-kilometre exclusion zone was set up around the plant to prevent anyone from returning to the contaminated area. Today, Pripyat is a ghost town. Homes, classrooms, playgrounds and other places crumble as wild nature reclaims the land where some 50,000 residents once walked. Only the artefacts of, the, of their lives remain rotting to dust, providing an opportunity for nature to thrive in the absence of humans. Okay, so that is that. That's the reading. That's this week's topic. If you are a student learner and you would like to do this topic, I'd be delighted to uh, invite you to come and join me for a lesson uh, you can message me on instagram at daniel.calver um, or if you would like to join one of our speaking classes just drop me a message at the same instagram account uh, alternatively if you are a teacher and you would like to use this lesson plan for your own classes it's ideal for strong b2 uh, hard working strong b2 and, uh, and c1 uh, students. Uh, if, if that's the case, you can drop me a message at esl.lessonplanner on Instagram and tell me that you came from the podcast and I'll, uh, I'll throw in a discount for you. Okay, folks, until next time. Bye.